Hey guys, it's Reagan here. Before we get into the episode, I wanted to note a couple of things. One, the Redeeming Productivity Academy is currently open. And that's our membership program. Currently, we have about 120 members in there. It's a, a paid community where you have access to like-minded Christians who are also interested in personal productivity, but you also get access to all of my courses. So Power Mornings, Do List Done Right, uh, Goal Setting the Glory of God, all of them are in there. And so you can take those at your own pace. We also have tons of templates, worksheets. Uh, we have monthly workshops. I do group coaching every single week in there. So if you're somebody who's like, hey, I like this Christian productivity stuff, I would like to go deeper into that. That's what this academy is designed for. I also wanted to note that the price of the academy is going to be going up this Friday, September 23rd. So if you want to join us, if you've been thinking about doing it, this is a good time to do it because once you lock in your membership price, as long as you stay a member, that never changes for you. So make sure if you're wanting to subscribe, you do so before Friday, September 23rd. Just go to redeemingproductivity.com academy and I hope to see you in there. Also want to mention my new book is coming out. Uh, it comes out October 4th. The book is called Redeeming Productivity. So if you go on Amazon or wherever you buy books and search Redeeming Productivity, you can pre-order it right now. This is a distillation of all of the, the principles, the theological principles, the scriptural principles I think are most important to having a biblical view of productivity, along with five essential skills, practices, literal practical takeaways you can use to put into action in your life to live these things out and become a better steward for God's glory. All right, that's enough of that. Let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Redeeming Productivity Show. This is the podcast that helps Christians get more done and get it done like Christians. And I'm your host, Reagan Rose. On this show, we examine the world of personal productivity through the lens of a biblical worldview to help you better steward your time, energy, resources, and talents for the glory of God. So a couple of weeks ago on my Instagram, somebody confronted me about talking too much about planning. And they were basically saying, you know, you really need to focus more on being spirit led than talking about goal setting and setting plans for your life and things like that. And here's the thing, they're dead wrong. I believe Christians can be planners and also be spirit led. And I'm going to show you how those two things work together according to the Bible. So a lot of Christians think that making plans for your life is the opposite of being spirit led. They'll chide you for things like if you're setting goals, if you have any kind of ambition, or really if you strive for anything at all, there's somebody who's going to come along and be like, tut, tut, tut. You really shouldn't be doing that. You need to just be spirit-led instead. They'll tell you, you know, if you're making plans, that means you must not be trusting God. What you really need to do is let go and let God is kind of what it comes down to for them. But is this really the model of the Christian life that scripture presents us with? Should we really never make plans? Is, is it a sin to set a New Year's resolution? Is it a sin to have a goal for how you want to spend the next few months of your life? Are goals really just a manifestation of a lack of faith? I think that's the big question. And I'm going to say, no, far from it, in fact. And this is no better evidenced than in the life of the Apostle Paul. What we're going to do here is I'm going to show you examples about how the Apostle Paul was a planner, but also trusted God in his plans and how he's kind of the example for us 
of us being ambitious, of setting goals, and at the same time, trusting God within those goals. And then I'm going to give you a simple framework, some takeaways, so that you can use these biblical principles in your own life as you are making goals, making plans for your life as well. Okay, so let's talk about the Apostle Paul's example. Paul was a planner, and there's a lot that he can teach us about planning while still being open to how the Lord might redirect us. It's interesting, even before he met Christ, Paul was a man who was just totally filled with zeal. It was a misguided zeal, definitely, but that zeal without knowledge is what led him into the awkward position of persecuting God's church in God's name. And this, of course, is before he was converted, but then Paul meets Christ on the road to Damascus, right? And everything changes. The Lord redirects the entire trajectory of this dude's life. He's got a new focus. But one of the things that you'll notice is when Christ calls Paul, Paul does not cease from being that sort of ambitious dude that he was. You know, he was trying to be ambitious within Judaism, but now as a Christian, he's redirected that ambition. Paul's zeal isn't suddenly snuffed out. He doesn't become just kind of a bump on a log. And he definitely doesn't stop planning. Paul just aims all of those powers, all of those faculties of planning, of goal setting, of being zealous. He aims at them at a better object, the proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. The second thing we notice about Paul is that he did not have an easy calling. In fact, even when Christ called the Apostle Paul, he told him that suffering was sort of part of the deal. In Acts 9, 15 through 16, it says, But the Lord said, Go, for he is a chosen instrument of mine to carry my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel, for I will show him how much he must suffer for the sake of my name. But I think even in this, we see another lesson about planning and goals. Paul didn't find the strength to endure the hardships that his ministry required of him, the, the adversities, the setbacks, all of that stuff. You know, he, was, he talks about in 2 Corinthians how he was shipwrecked, how he was beaten with rods, how he was stoned multiple times. Like, how did he face all that? It wasn't with a passive attitude towards life. You know, he didn't say the first time he gets locked up, well, I guess I'm in jail. I guess the door's closed now. Oh, well, Lord shut a door. Hmm. He trusted God. Yes, but that didn't manifest as sort of a laissez-faire attitude toward the Christian life. Paul kept the goal in front of him. Since Paul had the confidence that his calling really was from God and that the payoff for pressing on would be well worth the pains of persecution, he kept going. He didn't stop. He didn't give up at the first sign of pressure. It was Paul's trust in the promises of Christ which motivated his perseverance. He could push forward toward his goal because he knew that even though the details might not work out just like how he planned, the outcome was guaranteed. The third thing we observe in the life of Paul as it relates to goal setting and trusting God is that he was flexible when it came to his plans. Uh, Brandon D. Crow, he wrote the book Every Day Matters. He writes this, Paul had things he wanted to accomplish in his missionary journeys. He had a clear vision of the places he wanted to visit and the reasons for doing so. Paul made plans and aspired for the best ways to discharge his apostolic task. What's he saying? Paul made plans. You see this. When you read through Acts, I just finished reading through Acts this morning, actually. And you see in the book of Acts how Paul was just a mega planner. He knew, I'm going to go here, then I'm going to go here, then I'm going to go here. Even in his letters he writes, he talks about, after this, I'm going to do this and this and this and this. Right? But 
man, when you actually read about his journeys, you see that his plans often don't come to fruition. They were like constantly being impeded. I think the same thing happens to us. We set goals for our lives and then obstacles come up in the way and we think, oh, maybe that wasn't God's will. But look at some of the ways Paul was hindered and how that led not to just giving up or saying maybe God didn't want this, but a, a flexibility. Instead of giving up, Paul manifested a flexibility with his plans when God, through through providence or sometimes through direct revelation, showed him, hey, this is not where I want you going. And so Paul said, okay, and he snapped and he changed direction with full vigor, not disappointed, not saying, oh, well, that's, that's such a bummer. Nope, just, okay, here's where the Lord wants me. Like when he planned to visit the Thessalonians, he told them in 1 Thessalonians 2.18 that he had been hindered by Satan. Um, he had his thorn in the flesh. He talks about in 2 Corinthians 12 uh, that, you know, it was probably some physical malady that made things very difficult for him. And even his plans to go to Spain that he told Timothy about in 1 Timothy 3, those probably never materialized. Like, my point is that he was making plans, but they weren't coming about like how he planned. And it's his response to that that I think is instructive for us. Because here's what I think Paul was doing. Here's what I think we need to learn to do. Paul made his plans, but he always subjected them to the plans of the Father. When he was stopped from preaching in Asia, he went to Phrygia and Galatia instead. When he couldn't go into Bithynia, remember he saw that vision from God of a man calling from Macedonia, and so he goes there instead. See that in Acts 16. When you study the life of Paul, you will notice a pattern. Paul's journeys show this mixture of both careful planning and recalibrating those plans on the fly. The man knew what he wanted to accomplish, and he had well-reasoned plans for how he was going to accomplish them. But that didn't prevent him from allowing God to redirect him providentially or, or even directly. I look at that and I think, how could he do that? Like, I, I've made plans in my life, you know, where I've, I've wanted to accomplish certain things through, through this ministry or um, job aspirations or get a certain house, that kind of stuff. And I make big plans on how I'm going to get there. And when I can't do it, like, I'm really disappointed. But we don't see that sort of disappointment in Paul. So how do you do this? How can you be a careful planner and yet hold those plans with an open hand? Here's the key. Trust in the sovereignty of God begets flexibility in our plans. See, it's, it's our desire to glorify God with our lives that draws us to make plans that please him in the first place. If I have a plan to have some ministry or to plant a church or to um, witness to my coworkers and I have all these plans about how I'm going to try to do that, I can be confident that God, who is sovereign, if, if he doesn't bring those plans to fruition, that's okay. I don't need to despair in the face of setbacks. I can instead just pivot at a moment's notice without getting frazzled about it because I understand, look, God, God is on my side in this. He, if my ultimate objective is to bring him glory with my life, then if my plans get scuttled, oh well, I'm, I'd take God's plan over mine any day of the week. Well, I hope you're enjoying this episode. I just wanted to pause real quick to tell you about a free resource. If I could point back to the single most important catalyst for me taking seriously my personal productivity, it was when I started having a morning routine. I started waking up a little bit earlier so that I could have time to pray, read the Bible, exercise, journal, and make a plan for the day ahead. 
This has changed my life because now I have a spot in my schedule where I can do those habits that help me walk closer with Christ, grow as a Christian, and be a little bit more organized and productive with my life. But one thing I've discovered is that many Christians don't have a plan for those vital first moments of the day. So what I've done is created a step-by-step planner that will help you design a Christ-honoring morning routine for yourself. By the end of it, you will have a written plan of action for when to go to bed, when to wake up, what you'll do during that morning session. And I promise you, if you put this into action, it will change your life. You will look like a different person a year from now. And again, this is totally free. It's my gift to you. Just go to redeemingproductivity.com slash morning to download the planner. I hope you enjoy it and I hope you make use of it. Now, let's get back into the episode. So let me leave you with just three takeaways from Paul's example. How can you be a faithful planner, goal setter, but also be trusting God, being spirit-led, being submitted to him in all things. Okay, so the first thing is you got to have a clear aim. You really do. Paul had a one passion. He had one focus. He had one clear mission for his life. He wanted to preach the gospel to the Gentiles. He was fixed on that. And so much, I think, of his power to persevere came from having that crystal clear vision before him at all times. He knew what he was about. So if you know why you're here, if you're like, man, I'm gifted in these things, this is what I want to be about. Like for me, for example, I it's very clear to me, at least right now, that my mission in life is to help Christians be better stewards of their lives. I'm trying to produce practical resources to help believers get more done with God's glory being the focus. And so that I make plans to make that happen, right? I don't just leave it to chance. If I really believe that that's what I'm here for, I'm going to do all that I can to try to bring that about as best as I can. Likewise with you, if you have a a job and you say, okay, I'm going to glorify God in this job, make plans for how you can do that best. If you know why you're here, that can be your North Star. And actually, one of the secrets to time management is when you get your priorities straight, like in your head, you know what you're about, you actually start struggling less and less with time management because it becomes easier to say no to stuff that's not in line with your priorities and your mission in life and easier to sort of focus on and be passionate about the stuff you should be doing. That's free. The second thing that we can learn from Paul's example is have faith-filled flexibility. So God is not always going to bring our plans to fruition. And that is more than okay. It's actually a good thing. See, strong confidence in God's sovereignty is what's going to help you pivot fast when the Lord really does shut a door. And this, you know, of course, depends heavily on whether you have made the plans of your life in accord with God's plans. Like all the stuff I'm saying here is under the assumption that your plans are an attempt to glorify God with your life. Even if they're plans for your finances or for your family or for your your health, that you're understanding how those fit into your ultimate purpose of bringing God glory. But if you aim to glorify God, you can be confident that providence is your ally. And so when you walk by faith, setbacks aren't going to lead you to grumbling, but instead to thanksgiving. You know, that's what Paul is probably saying. Thank you, Lord, for redirecting my plans. Now I know that I'm in line with what your will is. It wasn't that Paul's plans were bad. It's not like like God says, oh, you shouldn't have planned that. It's just God had something different for him. And that's what we should say too. If, if the door gets slammed in your face, say, okay, there's a different way the Lord's going to use me this week. And that's okay. No, that's good. And the third and final thing I think is a good takeaway from 
Apostle Paul's life is have a diligent work ethic. Paul planned, he was flexible, but he also was no slouch. The dude was disciplined. And this is probably what irks me most about the like, let go and let God crowd. The people who say you shouldn't do any of that stuff. You shouldn't plan. You should wait till the Lord calls you to do something, you know, specifically. I think it's laziness. I really do. Like, I'm not trying to like throw anybody under the bus, but that's what it comes across to me as when believers chide ambitious Christians for seeking to do things for God's glory, it comes across as apathy, as laziness. And I think it's unbiblical. I really do. Because when you look at the Apostle Paul's work ethic, you find an example worthy of imitation. Same thing when you look at Jesus Christ's life. The dude was disciplined. He worked hard. Any of the saints that we admire from from the scriptures, even from history, these believers throughout time, they were always disciplined people. They took it seriously. They had a hard work ethic. They weren't waiting around for some vision from God before they were going to move. When you recognize the weight of living a God-glorifying life, like Paul did, you don't take that lightly. You're a steward of the King of Kings. So act like it. Put your head down, go do the work like you feel honored to be serving such a gracious God. And the last thing I'll say here is the world is filled with folks who work really hard, who plan really well, and are flexible in the service of temporal and sometimes even sinful goals. Like, I like to read about like founders of companies and stuff and seeing, man, look at how disciplined these guys are. Look at how hard they worked to reach this objective. But what's sad to me is that same level of diligence, no, more than that level of diligence should be present in Christ's church. I think believers should be the paragon of diligent labor, of planning well, of being flexible when God changes our plans, but working really, really hard because we have a greater goal, we have a greater God, and we have a greater good awaiting us if we press on in his power for his namesake in whatever we set our hands to do. So I would urge you, plan like Paul. Make your plans, hold them with an open hand, but let all you do be done for the glory of God. For more productivity from a Christian worldview, check out my weekly newsletter, Reagan's Roundup. Every Thursday, I share an insight along with the five best links I found that week that I think will help you in your journey to becoming a more productive Christian. It's totally free. Just go to newsletter.redeemingproductivity.com to sign up for Reagan's Roundup. That's newsletter.redeemingproductivity.com.